ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try and take some science, squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully making it less confusing than it was at the beginning. In today's episode, we journey into the dynamic world of renewable energy, exploring the latest breakthroughs and innovations that hopefully are reshaping our approach to sustainable power. You can follow us on any social media of your choice where we may or may not be and may or may not use but there is one of them called instagram which we do use more than the others so check it out i'm tom jenks joined as usual by mitchell gatting how are you mate oh i'm doing good thank you how are you i'm doing all right i'm remembering uh, we can only have one call to action at the beginning you, you know so how i, I, I that you, knew that you did that because you slowed down and then you like had to think about the way the way to... that you said it it was like yes i had to think about how many i could imply within a single phrase that's where we arrived you can only say one but you can imply the world yeah in just that one so in in uh coming to my recording room um so i've got my old computer screen in here and i upgraded less than a week ago my computer screen you know black friday all that jazz and uh, mm-hmm. you know when you're using something for so long and that's just your normal and then you come back and you use something and you're like bloody hell that's shit <laughs> yep yeah so i've just had that realization um but here we are moving on up in the world yeah it was what, like i've got you know, you know work and other things and personal just over the years built up my my pc setup three screen setup and one of them was like the golden child who is like the center screen and i've got like a top screen that was like the oh you're useful i'll put you up here and then there's the the orphan screen over to the right that was like a 10 year old tv that was like just 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 about managed 1080p at the time 60 hertz refresh rate so you could see like the the mouse clipping as she moved it uh, and every time i'll be like oh yeah let's do stuff on my, off my main screen and then just go over here <laughs> just the yeah, worst yeah um i know i know you feel i know you feel yeah. so yeah but big, big ups in my world this week i suppose yeah um big ups tech games and big ups in most people's world who use Spotify rather than Apple, getting their Apple replays. Unlucky for you. Most of us <laughs> normal people are getting our Spotify wrapped this time of year, um, which takes data from, I think, the 1st of January to some time in November, some undisclosed time. But it's definitely in November. Mm-hmm. And um, as you get your individual ones, we get one for the Spotify. I was going to say for the Spotify. For the podcast. <laughs> we do. Is what I mean. Yes. Yeah, um, we've got a special little one for us that tells me about you guys. It tells us about you guys. Best thing. Gives us yeah. some, some not your names, don't worry. So Spotify <laughs> is not doxing you. No. By any by any means. But it, it tells us by about GDPR. Yep. Uh it tells us about what, what you like listening to, where you are, some growth on yeah. on our end. Um, like now, how obviously it's just using Spotify data, but it, I as far as I'm aware, it's a it does reflect the wider listening as well. Um, if we compare this to our own backend data as well, uh, it seems to reflect the majority of listening off Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, so, so what it bases it off of. Yeah. So we can go through some some of the these stats. And before we do that, just a massive thank you to everyone 
who has listened. 93% of you discovered us in this year. So just a massive shout out to all of you, really a massive thanks to everyone who continues to tune in each week. I know recently we've got a whole bunch uh, of new people to listening and yeah, just couldn't be more thankful for it really. So why you'd pick our voices to listen to who knows but we're thankful <laughs> that you do but we appreciate it <laughs> yeah um yeah. most people blows my mind yeah go for it is it always when we do it is the gravitational di- time dilation episode always does like really good compared to all our other episodes yeah and it was listened to 999 percent more than our average episode it's kind of wild really um, yeah. not our, not our, we didn't do an episode on averages, but like the average listening across the board of our other uh, episodes. Yeah, and Very I mean well. that came out last. Well, it must have been a couple of years ago, nearly year and a half ago, I suppose. Um, yeah, I wonder if it does it on all time, and that's why it's percentually higher because it's been out for the longest, or it does just does it this year. Well, it you would have thought year. it would have just been the year. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's. Some people, I know some people who, once they start listening to a podcast, refuse to go back and listen to previous episodes, um, not naming names, but she will listen to this. Um, (laughs) Other people, however, might find something interesting and then go back through and search the episodes and find something they like. And certainly for us, gravitational time dilation is always going to be one of those episodes that will grab our attention. So I'm glad that we seem to have done um a justifiable job on the topic but i do remember my brain being melted at the end of that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, definitely the case most of you well our top country is the the uk 52 percent of you are coming uh for, from that region but 40 countries that's the thing that surprised me yeah this is this when we always look at the breakdown i always have a little snoop about where, where people are listening from uh Philippines, Moldova, Latvia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Norway, Greece, Belgium, France, Ireland, Czech Republic, Panama, all everywhere. India, Italy, Australia, Canada. I've been Madness. everywhere, man. <laughs> I've been everywhere. Been That's everywhere. Not, that was that was just a part of the past. Uh, was that the past month? Yeah, that was that was not that wasn't even all time. That was just from the start of the first of November. All time, we got we got places like. Uh, Hungary, Israel, um, that's unknown. There's 57 unknowns, which people protect in their privacy. We appreciate that here. Uh, Trinidad and Tobago, the Maldives, Macedonia, South Korea, like just everywhere. But ones that's always surprising. Uh, is, uh, is it surprising? 132 people from India having a lesson. It's always good. Yeah. 26 from the Czech Republic. 23 from Zimbabwe, which I always find quite interesting. Um, Very interesting. Um, Everywhere, all over the globe. And I I know we're only meant to do one call to action, but I'm going to sneak in another one here because it does relate to stats, Uh, the stats that we have anyway. Um, Just a thank you, massive thank you again to everyone who has taken time to share this at any point. Um, Apparently that's been done 76% by just copying the link, 19% through WhatsApp and 5% through text. Oh, I just want to know who's sharing that by text. I have an inkling. I know who that is. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want I, I like with my phone. It's like a Wi-Fi texting, so it, oh, like okay. 
it has its own WhatsApp, so Google Pixel, which you've got you as well. It's also similar yeah. to um, Wi-Fi calling. It'll use the Wi-Fi instead of the signal if it's not as good. So I wonder if that's been the case where it's done that at one time. No. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine uh, so. Also, um, uh, holding a, a rating of five, five out of five. What's which, pretty good for doing that? Good. Yeah. It's huge for us. It seems very insignificant, I think, when you're on the listening side of things. But when you transition to behind the microphone, five star ratings and such like that, especially maintaining a five star rating for a while, um, really does make a massive difference on yeah, who like four, this kind of stuff four, is pu- pushed to. Yeah, four fours are like a good average to go by. So five is clearly outstanding, especially when it's bang on five and not like 4.98 or something, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I really appreciate it. Just a but if you hadn't, you if everyone's everyone. listening, we, we at this time we're normally doing news. We're doing we're doing this as, instead of news because yes. this is a big thing for us. This is our I, big I did news. have some news, uh, but maybe we'll come back to that next week. The yeah, year just hold of on to it. Well, it'll be next week. We're the week after for you, Tom. Yeah, this is true. I'll just shift on to you. I'll shift on to you. Maybe. Yeah, just send me, send me, um, send me. But yeah, <laughs> so again, I guess just a massive thank you, and we can take this opportunity to also be somewhat um self-centered and share our wrapped which no one cares about but us but it's funny to have a look at <laughs> it's always funny especially mine i absolutely love mine every year it comes around well um, i've got not to plug always plug the app that i've got but i've got stats.fm which is a, a mobile app which um plugs straight into the you download all your data from spotify and plug it into it then it it keeps it up to date so I can see who my oh, like cool. time listening and all that kind of stuff and gives me all the dates and tells me like when I'm it has a listening clock. Yeah. Uh which tells me when like when I most listen to music, which I find quite quite cool. Now that is interesting. Yeah, would recommend. One of the things I thought Spotify Rap did very well this year was for specific artists, your top artists would give you like a heat map of when you listen to them throughout the year. Yeah. I, I really like that. That was cool. Yeah. Um uh, but one thing yeah. it did on the third to last tile, I guess, um, thing is it would give you like a special card and show you what type of listener you were. Yes, and uh, I 100% got called out on this. And oh, yeah, so it called me the shape shifter. One moment you're head over heels for an artist, the next you've moved on. Some say it's erratic, we call it eclectic. I call that ADD. i get so into someone and it was really reflected that in the heat maps like i'd listen to someone for like three months and then i just wouldn't listen to them again ever Mm -hmm. um but yeah so uh, it's not who i got yeah go go for it got a time traveler oh you're just stuck in the 70s were you uh traveling back in time and listening to songs on repeat again and again and again and again best tracks never get old that's fair like my top how many how many list minutes did you listen to that i, that, I always like that as a good like uh dipstick for yeah, so like my, a test my my minutes listened was sixty four thousand nine hundred and eighty six minutes four thousand yes fucking hell mate that's a lot of minutes is that like that must be like 50 days no i think seven forty eight forty eight okay yes um, it was only two off. It wasn't too bad. I can always tell when I'm like at university or something by looking back through my Spotify Wrapped 
stats because <laughs> the years where it. I'm at university, I'm just pounding music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pounding it like it's a drug. Exactly. And, uh, but yeah. So what, what about you? Uh, I believe mine was like 46,000, which was 31 okay. days. I mean, um, you're, you're working. That makes sense. Yeah, there's times where things I'm, to do. Like, like, you know what? It's meetings getting in the way of my listening time. How uh, dare they? How dare they? Yeah, no, it's it the same correlation with you in the uni. Like, when I was at uni, I, was, I, was, I, got, I was hitting the high 50s. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, I've also so. got long drives as well, which help. Oh, that's true. Like, I'm, there's no commute for me. Yeah. So, um, interestingly, which I, I I was waiting to tell you this, it gave you a location of where oh other yeah. people are most similar in your music taste. <laughs> Guess where mine was? Uh, ooh, somewhere like in Germany. No, mate, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, no, yeah, yeah some wavy stuff. Do you know what I got? So so basic, so basic. Bristol. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that tracks. And that was because of Enter Shikari, uh, Jamie T in the streets. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. No, those, the, the, those are the, reasons, the hipster yeah. center, center of the world, oh, or the like, UK at least. I don't know, the streets and Jamie T, yeah, possibly, but Enter Shikari, they're doing arena tours next year. Oh, they're doing them now, actually, I think. Oh, exciting times. Yeah. Um, but what was your top song? This is, this is, this is, <laughs> this okay. is the, the test. We're going for top five songs, because mine is, is a wild ride. Not the usual wild ride. I just want everyone that okay. has been listening for years, Kanye did not, just, just as a line Good. in the sand, Kanye Good. didn't hit my top songs, my top albums, or top artists this year. Yeah, um, for the, I think the first time in four years, James Blunt didn't hit any of mine, <laughs> <laughs> which has always baffled me because I never listened to him that much. Which is much. strange because he's got a new album out this year, like yeah. coming out even now or like in the next month. He does, and I have um, started listening to one of them because it's about Carrie Fisher, and I had no idea they were like best friends, but apparently they were. So you know, yeah, um, three wise men they were. So, by. top songs number five: Begin by Letting Go, Etherwood, absolutely. <sighs> that is banger. such a banger. Yeah. That um, is such a good song. It's always on my top five. I yeah. just love it. I always come back to it. Don't blame um, me. Don't blame me. I Kissed a Girl by Kid Bloom. Is that like a... What's that? Yeah, Katy Perry remix? No, it's not. I mean, I'll, I'll get it up now. <laughs> I don't know what... I Kissed a Girl, uh, She kid, Kissed Me by Kid Bloom. Um, kind of like 80s aesthetic, but modern. Modern 80s aesthetic, let's say. Space Between Us, again, modern 80s aesthetic. Chateau by Joe. And Figure You Out is number one, again, by Joe. Joe is Joe Keery from Stranger Things, the guy with beautiful hair. He was my top artist of the year. Spelt DJO. Just fucking banging music. I was reluctant to try it out. I tried it out and I went, that's for me. That's it. <laughs> that, that's that's it. And uh, have yeah, not stopped listening yeah. since. Uh, but other top artists: Etherwood, Everything, Everything, Kid Bloom, and Hybrid Minds. Some liquid drum and bass in there. Yeah, Hybrid Minds is good. 
But yeah, what, what about you? Run, run us through your top 10 and then we can get <laughs> into top the, songs. the episode. Uh, Everything Stays featuring Olivia Olsen. Okay. Bye. Um, <laughs> if anybody is a big fan of Adventure Time, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the uh, the credits music. Right. Uh, and it it's just a it's just a lovely song. It's a lovely song. Uh, okay. My second song is Oil, where it's Gorillas off the Gorillas new albums with Stevie Nicks. Oh, cool! Absolutely banging that song. Uh, my third is Money Trees by Kendrick Lamar. And I've tried to get used to this, this a few times. <laughs> just like I think you like, have, yes. Trying to tempt you into my wheelhouse. Uh, fourth is Couldn't Make It Up by Ben Howard because Ben Howard released some new music. If you didn't know, I did not. Yeah, he released. Um, uh, is that a new album? Yeah, it's a full album. Yeah, uh, is it? Is the name of the album. And then my fifth, which I thought would be higher, was um, Please Set Me On Fire by Shikari. Okay. That is a grand bop. And they were the per- the people, the, the band that I got. Do you know, did you get like a little message from the band, from your top band? Oh, I got very many messages. Yeah. Apparently I was in the top 1% of a lot of people. <laughs> So I got in the top 0.5% of Endishikari, um, but that was the only one. I only thought you got one. So that's quite interesting that I didn't get one. And then oh, my top, I don't know what my top albums were, to be honest. I was in the top gonna... 0.1% of Joe. <laughs> and then the message, I think I counted, I had Joe. 10, yeah, I had 10 messages from 10 lots, messages. lots of different people. Wow. Your artist messages. Yeah, here we go. One from Etherwood. Everything, everything. Kid Bloom. Chasing status. Elderbrook. Stereophonics. Inner Wave. Sultan and Shepherd. Parafakuva. If you haven't listened to Parafakuva, go check that out. That's some wild, funky music that just treat for your brain. Gunship. High contrast. Yeah. Nothing but thieves. I got like the top ten percent of Dungeons and Daddies, and I stopped listening to them halfway through. Oh, really? So I must have been, I must have been absolutely blasting through it at the start. Yeah, I got that for um, not another D and D podcast. I was top five percent. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. right, we've spent twenty minutes wrapping up. Let yeah, us wrap, wrap up, up this section. section. Oh, I got that before you. Wow. Well, yeah. you win, I guess. Well, it right. depends because I it's think it's now a solo I, show. Mitch, take when, it away. <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds like I got there before you, but you probably got there at the same time as me. No, because I think that's you, how you the lady works you were over ahead. the internet. <coughs> so, what are we talking about today, Tom? We talked about like, yeah. What's it? This episode is about. Uh, what do we say? Artificial photo. Well, it's not specifically what? an artificial photosynthesis, no. but it's more about future renewables. Yes. And I've gone into artificial photosynthesis quite a bit. Um, okay. I thought, That's I interesting. Quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd give a quick background on what renewables are. Yeah. Just yeah, you, never know. you never know. You never know. Some people might not know about you know, renewables. And how the energies. distribution has changed recently, because I thought that was very interesting. Um, of, of wealth of, of renewable energy but it is linked to wealth unfortunately um, yeah. so <laughs> renewable energy I, I, I got into a, a, a heated argument but, uh, 
uh, a, a heated debate with someone at work when they were saying like, yeah, well, there's a moral ob- obligation to, you know, have an electric car, have the electric heater pump and that kind of stuff. And I was like, that's great, so-and-so. Uh, but people are trying to... We're surviving out here. We're not thriving. And people are more... In, the, in this cause we live, people are more interested about the day-to-day survival than, you know, protecting the planet. Yeah. I do like, get yeah, where they're great. coming I would, from. I would love a Tesla, but, you know, trying to buy it, trying to, you know, survive no. out here. <laughs> trying to afford it. So I trying to get in the position that I can just not worry about putting the heating on. So yeah. we're, we're there. Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. It's currently minus one. I'm pretty sure inside my room right now. <laughs> this is the, the first the first time that I've put on long socks in... I don't, I don't even know how long. Oh, no. It's currently minus two. Sorry. We had snow yesterday. Oh, Jesus. So it started snowing up here. Yeah. And tomorrow's temperature, I'm just getting a, a warning will be three degrees lower than today. Delightful. Delightful. So. Yeah. We are currently, currently sat at a zero. Okay. And then, but tomorrow it's, it's going down to minus two. Hmm. Okay. So we're not far off you. And it is, the house has been so blindingly cold today. I've gotten to the point where I just cannot be bothered. I'm like, fuck it. The heat's going on. I honestly don't care. Like, I'd rather spend a bit yeah. more and not be dying. <laughs> Does yeah. that make me a very poor student? Yes, it will. But at least mm-hmm. I'll have my toes come the end of winter. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why well, I had to put on like trousers. Like, what I, oh, I put on. Like, you know, I'm a, like a free below the knee, as you put it, and now I've taken it. Yeah. Um, oh, which is, I'm now wearing trousers and socks and slippers. Like, oh, mate. You must be. It feels like I'm being choked in. constantly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, but I'm, um, I'm warm-ish, so that's fine. That's good. That's good. Right, renewables. Then a quick rundown <laughs> yeah. of uh, what these are. Um, what are renewable so energies. Renewable resources are naturally replenished on the human time scale. Um, so think about resources that we can use throughout our entire lives that don't get used up. They include stuff like sunlight, wind. The movement of water and geothermal heat. There are other sources such as bioenergy and nuclear, for example. Um, But while most renewable energy sources are sustainable, some are not. So biomass sources are considered unsustainable currently just because of the rate that we exploit them. We can garner them, we can create them, but their rate of use is much higher than their rate of generation. And of course, renewable energy is often used for electricity generation, heating, cooling, and typically large scale. You think about your wind farms, your solar farms, um, but they are suited to rural and remote areas um, and developing countries as well. They've had a massive impact on some developing uh, areas of the world, which is great. And what I didn't realize is just that quite how things have changed somewhat. So the use of fossil fuels, if you you know um, think about oil, gas, these kind of natural uh, ancient reserves uh, shrank from 68 to 62 percent um, from 2011 to 2021. Nuclear from 12 percent shrank down to 10 percent. Hydropower, so getting electricity from water, oh, okay. decreased from 16 to 15 percent. 
while the power from sun and wind resources increased from 2% to 10%. That's a massive increase. Uh, uh, biomass and geothermal energy grew from 2 to 3%. And in 2021, renewable energy in general had grown from 20% in 2011 to 28% in 2021, with China accounting for almost half of the global increase in renewable electricity, which is mad. Um, mm. But I can understand why yeah. it would suit, especially uh, with the, the Yangtze River. Yeah, it's one of the oh, sadness, but like how far we are the westerners as in the us and the uk and europe is behind china china was just like you know what we're just gonna go ahead we're gonna lean into it we're gonna heavily lean into it uh, and they are so far ahead of the game with the renewable stuff albeit offset they're the major pollution you know the capital of pollution in the world in terms yes. of the country yeah uh, completely unregulated and there's no way that anything we can do about it but it you know poisoning the atmosphere but you know they got the, the they they invested the most into renewables and now what they're reaping the rewards from it and i guess they'll reap reap the monetary rewards as they sell this off to the rest of the world as well um but uh, I, 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 I imagine they, they will eventually yeah i think at the moment the the usage is more than they they can oh for sure as off. it is in most places i mean scotland i think was it a couple of years ago managed to run an entire week on renewable energy. Yeah, but the ridiculous um, thing is the, the Scottish then have to sell their energy to the, like... Yes, the and, then, and then buy it back, then which is back, madness. Which is just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Uh, but a couple of fun, not-so-fun facts. Oh, here we go. So why might we want to invest in renewables? Well, climate change, obviously. That's a, a massive thing right now. Um it's getting colder earlier in the UK. It's getting hotter in the summer in some places. You know, as we've seen over the years, the wildfires in Australia and America, etc. It's happening. Get used to it, unfortunately. Air quality mm. improvement is a massive, a major one. Um, so renewable energy sources obviously produce electricity with little to no air pollution. Despite you looking at like a nuclear tower outlet, all of the smoke coming out it's actually just water vapor so okay there's a little bit of heat adjustment with the production of uh, nuclear power but no actual waste um so there have been reportedly estimated 6.7 million premature deaths due to poor air quality every single year 6.7 million premature yeah. deaths that's, That's a lot. Um, obviously, water conservation. Many people speculate that'll be the next world war on water. Um, we know in South Africa they're having to go through uh, controlled droughts, or you know they go through droughts and then you know they have to be really strict on the water that they use. Um, but also stuff like diversification of energy sources, job creation, innovation, you know, energy independence. Think about the Ukraine war. How much that impacted even us in the UK. Prices of fuel and gas and things like that massively went up because we were relying on Russia. Now we've managed to sort that out somewhat. Um, kind of avoids these things happening again in the future. But yes, many reasons why. Um, and just a very quick overview there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Gonna go down. 
Mm. What about um that thing you looked at that is currently escaping my brain? <laughs> Artificial photosynthesis. Yeah, that's wild. Are we just injecting yeah. people with like <laughs> no chloroplasts? So, uh, it's yeah, it's essentially scientists recreating photosynthesis in a very special way, uh, in a machine essentially. I did. I got. I got like an. I explain it like I'm five. Do you want that? I. These are one of my favorite forms of uh, entertainment to digest. Sometimes my brain just doesn't function, and I have to put something into Chat GPT and just like explain this like I'm five. Yeah. Okay. So photosynthesis, (laughs) as some of you will know, and others won't, is when sunlight is converted to energy via a very magical process in plants. Magic. Tom Hanna's, it's essentially magic. It's it essentially is. magic. They may it's teach you about really the is. photosynthetic cycle and the Krebs cycle <laughs> and carbon recycling, but really, it's just a fancy way to say magic. Just put it, that in your exam paper. It essentially, essentially is. It, it turns, so plants turn sunlight and water and air into food that helps them grow. Which there honestly go, is fucking of. wild. Yeah, like, if we're being wild. real, it, is, it, it basically might be magic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's magic. Crazy. Crazy Crazy stuff. Wild. Um, Boring as fuck to study. Sorry, plant people, but wild. (laughs) Sorry, biologists, but you're dull. Um. Just just the plant biologists. They know it, really. Okay, so I smell smell like I'm fine. I'm bringing it down. I'm bringing it down. I'm bringing it down. All right. Imagine plants are like tiny magical factories. And sunlight shines on the leaves. They take in water from the ground and the air from the sky. Inside their leaves, they have superpower. They can turn sunlight, water, and air into food that helps them grow. This magic is called photosynthesis. Now, imagine scientists are playing pretend, and they want to copy what the plants do, but instead of making food, they make a special kind of clean energy. This is called artificial photosynthesis. And here's how they do it. Like sunlight catching, just like the plants use their leaves, scientists use special materials, kind of like super thin sheets or tiny particles, to catch sunlight. Water splitting, plants take water from the ground, and scientists use water too, and with the help of sunlight they caught, they break the water into two parts. Hydrogen, which is tiny visible gas that can be used for energy, and oxygen, the air that we breathe. So making the energy, the hydrogen gas from the water can be collected and used as clean energy, kind of like a battery. This energy can power things like cars or lights without making dirty air. So artificial photosynthesis is a game of copycat. The scientists try to mimic what plants do, but instead of making food, they make clean energy to help power our world. So they just take the hydrogen. Yeah, and then we breathe the oxygen. <clears throat> oh, that's wild. Because if we took away the oxygen, it would be not renewable, I guess. It would be bad. I think there's some sci-fi books. Maybe The Martian's one of them, or maybe I'm thinking of um, something a bit more complex, where they they do split water through sunlight into hydrogen and oxygen. One, the oxygen's used to power like the, the hab, the habability... Hab- Habitability <laughs> unit. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then the hydrogen is used for fuel. Yeah, as they're called. Habitat. There we go. That makes sense. Yeah, they're just called habitats. Um, <laughs> Habitation unit seems a bit convoluted. Yes, habitability. It's like specificity. You can only say it if you've practiced it. Um, yeah. So I had, I had a look at the history. Really cool. of this, by the way. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the big, and in 
in the minging. Um, <laughs> so in early 20th century, uh, Persian, Italian, Italian chemist, uh, Giacomo, Guillermo? No, it's not Guillermo, there's a C in there. Uh, CCA, <laughs> a fastest estimated artificial photosynthesis in 1912. So did he discover it or did he just suggest it? Okay, this is the argument that we've had with Mr. Isaac Asimov. He anticipated it. He said it was going to be a thing. He proposed using solar energy captured by technical photochemistry devices as an alternative to fossil fuels for seeing a potential to reduce economic disparities and support human progress. Good man. Back, back in 1912, yeah, good man. Then jumping forward to the 1960s and breakthrough, Akira uh, Fuji, Fujima? Fujima? Yeah, Fujima had discovered the photocatalytic properties of titanium dioxide in the late 1960s, laying the groundwork for the hydrolysis process. So that that played a part in it. Then in 1983, there's some advancements. And William Ayer at the Energy Conversion Device demonstrated and painted visible light water splitting with multi-junctional semiconductor device. This artificial leaf could photolyze water into hydrogen and oxygen at a significantly higher efficiency than previous attempts. And then a whole decade later. The Swedish Consortium of Artificial Photosynthesis was formed, making a multidisciplinary approach, combining insights from natural photosynthesis to create biomimetic systems. Because they're copying, they're miming it. <laughs> Good uh, magic. Then in the early 2000s, the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization, CISARO? Did you call it Cesaro? I guess the acronym focused on carbon dioxide capture and conversion to hydrocarbons. And in 2003, Brookhaven's National Laboratory announced a discovery crucial of CO2 reduction to CO, announcing potential catalysts. And in 2008, uh, MIT's Daniel G. Nakara created a water splitting catalyst using abundant elements like cobalt and phosphate, marking a significant improvement in the field. Andrew B. Carsley reported the direct conversion of CO2 and water to methanol using solar energy, showcasing efficient photochemical cells. In 2009, iron carbonyl complexes were used for photoelectrical chemical hydroproduction, demonstrating a molecular approach with nanoparticles responsible for catalysts. And then in 2010 and beyond, the United States Department of Energy established the Joint Center of Artificial Photosynthesis with the mission of developing cost-effective methods of fueling production using only sunlight, water, and CO2. The same year, the University of Cincinnati demonstrated photosynthesis in the artificial construct. So, boom, they were there. That's pretty wild. Yep. So, the science behind it. So, for efficiency comparisons... While pho photovoltaic technology captures about 20% of the sun's energy, I'm pretty sure photovoltaic means... Um, it's just solar panels. Solar panels. Yes. Yeah, it's also solar panels. That's it's, what it, I look it captures, <laughs> Yeah, it captures about 20% of the sun's energy. Artificial photosynthesis can store 60% as chemical energy. And I'm oh, sorry. Photosynthesis can store 60% as chemical uh, energy. And artificial photosynthesis aims to surpass the efficiency of so simple solar cells. Instead of complex cells, simple solar cells. So it's a it's a more efficient way of uh, harvesting sunlight than photovoltaic. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it it really does. Um, 
we'll just we just have to keep developing it we're not there yet i don't think in terms no. of getting it into commercial the optimism is that in 10 to 15 years there'll be enough progress to lead a commercial artificial photosynthesis system um well that's which... the thing right there's got to be progress and then there's got to be the resources around to do it and the distribution manufacturing all, all of that kind of stuff right yeah so even if you know they, they, it works tomorrow you've still got so much before it hits unless there is you know climate crisis happening and you'd thought they would put more effort into it but it is what it is you would have it's thought but there's money in yeah. keeping it in a crisis yep crisis sounds indeed just look um, at all those energy companies profiteering off ukraine well, I said exactly. it. Well, I, I said you it. Went I, there. There. I said it. I went there. I don't care. Like the thing is, so in the UK, we've got some energy companies that people have in their home, like um, used to be SSC, Ovo, Octopus, all that kind of stuff. Those are the people that aren't profiteering off it, is because they are uh, energy distributors. They are not energy producers in the sense that they like they dig out of the ground. Right. Those are the people that they buy it off. The people that they are buying it off, they're the ones that are just like hand over fist making and profiteering like Shell and BP and that kind of, yeah. those kind of individuals. Yep. Did you know um, Shell had an in-game promotion in Fortnite? And you could get I in a car know. and you could drive to a Shell garage in-game where you would put <laughs> Shell, one of the new Shell fuels into your vehicle in the game. Yep. Bear in mind, half the people who play that game are nine years old. The other half, yeah, they can't even can't even thirty. Drive. Exactly, it's conditioning them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Another thing about Shell, they they created the the carbon foot the personal carbon footprint myth. No, that was BP. Oh, sorry, sorry, mate. It's, yeah, one yes. of the hateful big ones, hateful three. Yeah, exactly. BP. That was BP in nineteen sixties, I do believe. Nineteen sixties, yeah. Yeah, you know, and for the not for the longest time, there was like a good decade where you know, people were really concerned. And I, I, I'm not gonna lie, as a child, I was like, oh, we went on a you know summer holiday, got to think about my my carbon footprint. Yeah, and then you know those hundred companies are creating seventy five percent of the world's pollution. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like, pretty depressing. Okay, well, I'll go not worry about it because you know I am a drop, but a drop in the ocean. Um, True, but a million drops the makes that ocean, so we can still make a difference. Would be the uh, yeah, the other way to argue before. it. We have, <laughs> yeah. And then there's the one percent the um, mouth pollution caused by the extravagant one percent. Oh, it's maddening. Yeah, so yeah. I think came out recently about that. Actually, the top one percent are creating, you know, as much as the next. It's like 50, 60%, I think. It was mad. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's just ridiculous. Like, going on plane journeys that you could easily get a train. Especially in the UK. Yeah, yeah like, you don't need to you know, Especially in, like, in America as well. It's having a private jet to go from one place to another. It's just like... Why? Exactly. And this would all be solved if we had advancements in renewable technology. One of which I looked at, sort of uh, attached to yours, is solar technology. Now, it mm. wasn't photosynthesis, artificial photosynthesis, but the, the general, as you put, photovoltaic 
cells which convert sunlight into electricity but instead of uh, splitting water um, they're often made of silicon and when sunlight strikes a semiconductor they transfer their energy to electrons within that semiconductor which allows them to move freely this creates an electrical current and the metal contacts on the cell capture this current generating usable electrical power now as Mitch said it's only about 20% conversion rate from the amount of energy that a photon has to the amount that we end up capturing and storing um, mm-hmm. and obviously efficiency solar efficiency is is the name of the game so where the, the technology is currently is it relies on the crystalline silicone solar cells there are two types monocrystalline and polycrystalline one just means there's one type of crystal polycrystalline means there's more than one type uh, the monocrystalline cells are much more efficient i think because of the structure that they can be arranged in makes them more efficient for capturing photons um, you also have such things as thin capturing, film solar capturing cells. photons yeah also that's quite an interesting phrase like we're like the photon comes in and then we grab it and then we store it in a bag that's not actually I, how it I, works no it's reflected off but it reflected off with less energy than when it hit it right <laughs> yeah it like knocks along uh, an electron yeah that it's works. like instead it's not actually doesn't actually change the speed but let's say i threw a photon at one of these things at 100 mile an hour it would then bounce away 80 mile an hour it, the speed doesn't actually change but the amount of energy contained within the photon does um yeah. you have thin film solar cells which are made from materials like amorphous silicon cadmium telluride uh, copper indigum gallium selenide uh, rolls off the tongue that one uh, <laughs> these are typically cells that can be applied to unconventional surfaces so hopefully they're, they're less efficient but they can be applied to a lot more things they don't have to be flat now we have a couple of um, upcoming technologies within the solar space one of these oh, is uh, the perovskite perovskite solar cells they're a promising advancement um, and they basically it's just a new crystalline structure uh, they gained a lot of attention for their remarkable ability to convert sunlight into electricity and their potential cost-effective production the main thing here is that they're nearly as effective as normal um, photovoltaic cells but they're so much cheaper to produce that if we were able to nail this uh, they're not quite out for production yet but if when we get there we can distribute them to way more places Way more, way more places that may actually need them um, however what they're struggling with currently is challenges in stability and long-term performance uh, in different environmental conditions so that's the stuff that they're actively researching right now but they do think this will be one of the major revolutions um, when they're out of this development phase mm-hmm. the other one that I hadn't come across before was bifacial solar panels and this is where instead of just both trying sides. to capture sunlight on one side you're capturing it on both sides um, so this means mm-hmm. a lot of sunlight scatters and if you have places like some towns in Greece that are very white you know painted white it will also pick up the reflection from underneath as well so again uh, you've got two panels one of them is operating a lot more effectively than the other because it's facing the sun the other one's facing the ground but it is still picking up more than just having one 
And solar paint. I think this has to be my favourite. <laughs> I had no idea solar it existed. Um, so solar paint, or solar coating, is a cutting-edge concept that transforms surfaces into energy-generating structures. The technology involves applying a thin layer of photovoltaic material onto any surface you want, effectively turning it into a solar panel. The paint contains light-absorbing nanoparticles that capture sunlight and convert it into electricity. Now, obviously, the innovation holds potential to basically make anything you want a solar panel, as long as you can hook it up to the correct connection. (laughs) So I don't know if, like, you draw the paint and then you have to fit, like, metal strips down it to carry that energy away. Um, But solar paint is a thing, and I think that's kind of wild. That's really crazy. So I just want to say, like, going back to how solar panels work, because it's a bit ridiculous. And I've got a question about this that I'll ask you at the end. Okay. So tiny particles, come, photons, come from the sun. They smash. I say smash. And that's a bit of a bit of a overexcited hit. <laughs> solar panels knocking electrons free because we got this got actually instilled in us when we were back in science in like yes. secondary school. Like, and uh, we had to describe in one of our exams how this works. But it knocks an electron free from it from the silicon atoms within the solar cell. And then these loose electrons are now free to move because they've got energy. Um, and they have a... So they create an electric current from a positive and negative charge now present. So they, they then have, and they can then pass through the layers of the solar cell. And the electrical current throws to the edge of the panel into a conductive wire, which leads to an inverter, and that changes it from uh, converts it from DC to AC. Yes. Oh, I AC, don't know. DC, oh, DC I failed AC. physics. Oh, yeah, it's all same, but I picked up some things. So the inverted current current converts it from direct current into alternating current. That's why I think there's uh, in people's houses it's a it's AC, which is why if you have a camera with a low refresh rate or really high refresh rate it flickers okay. because your the light in your house is actually flickering but yes faster than is. i can see yes um because it's an alternating current um and then it's transferred or transferred away but my question is his is after a certain time or is it like so negligible the photon hitting the solar panel knocking electrons free of the silicon atoms is that silicon gonna run out of electrons no, what I imagine is these free ranging electrons. Free range, free range electrons. Yeah, they're treated well. Once they pass through the, um, to what was it? They pass through. Sorry, they once, once they get the charge, pa- they pass through the, the silicon. The edge of the panel. They pass through the, the silicon, right? Yeah, I imagine knocking what- electrons free of the silicon atoms. Within the cell right, itself. but they're still within the the cell. So I imagine what happens is they go through the the process that you just described, and they're still bouncing around, and so they just smash into another one, another silicon, which accepts I, it. I see. Yes. yes so yes, yes, whilst yes. it gets knocked off of one, it then gets knocked. Uh, another silicon takes it up because yeah, it's silicon not like, is it's only not like stable. No. Yeah. So Sil- it's the electrons move back and forth within it's the crystalline structure of the silicon and it's moving back and forth with the energy creates that current that electrical current because i thought like the electrons were were being removed from the solar panel but it's not 
No. It's the electrons now being free to move and they create an electrical current from the positive and negative charges that are now then present because one is charged now positively and the photon and one will be negatively charged. I got ChatGPT to explain to me how I'm like I'm five, <laughs> how uh, solar panels work. We, and then we I need asked it more than it, five. It's like explaining it how and I'm like I ten. And then I asked it how electrons move, and it's still trying to treat me like I'm a five-year-old. <laughs> Same question, but not as a five-year-old. So there's a there's a negative electrode and a positive electrode. So, in a solar panel, the movement of electrons is a key aspect of the conversion of sunlight into electricity. Um, solar panels are made up of semiconductor materials, typically silicon crystals, and they have special properties that allow them to release electrons when exposed to sunlight. So, photons excite the electrons. When the sunlight is um, composed of photons, it strikes the solar panel, transfers the energy. This creates an electron-hole pairs. As a result of this excitation, electron hole pairs are created an electron leaves its place leaving behind a positively charged hole in the crystal lattice right yes the crystal lattice that's very important so the crystal lattice if you think about uh diamonds they're in a crystalline oh, structure mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're in a lattice type structure which is what makes them so strong so imagine the you've got a silicon atom you don't really need to know what it looks like but it's connected to lots of others in like a 3D grid. If an electron hits one of those silicons, it knocks an electron out of its outermost ring. And so that silicon now becomes positively charged because it's missing one of the electrons and it has an extra uh, neutron. And what are the positive ones called? They're not, I was going to call them positron, but it's not a positron, is it? Uh, it could be a positron, sounds sounds. Set the face of the sun. <laughs> um, protons. Protons. Positrons are something else from Isaac Asimov. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that an antiparticle of the electron? Oh, there we go. Positron. Yep. Um, once you've got this positively charged hole, this positively charged uh, silicon atom, you have an electric field formation. So the semiconducted material is intentionally doped um, has added impurities into it to create a built-in electric field within the material. Due to this electric field, the free electrons are pushed towards one side of the solar panel cell, and the holes are pushed towards the other side. So, because electrons are negatively charged, they're attracted to one side. The silicon atoms are taken out of the lattice and they're pulled to the other side because they are positively charged. Metal contacts at the top and bottom of the solar panel cell help collect the electrons and transfer them to an external circuit. The electrons are removed from this uh, process that they're in. The captured electric current can then be used to power electronic devices. Okay, so now we ask, <laughs> so what happens when the electrons run out live live research, live research. electrons don't run out in the solar panel itself no because, okay so i don't have to say what i was going to dive yes. in here it's actually a circuit so the electron flow goes out to the the acdc converter dc ac converter yes I don't know what the name is it but then the so the electrons will be in a direct current which in. is transferred 
to an AC, right? And then it di- flows in the same direction back into the cell. Yeah, so it's a it's a it's a closed circuit. It's not just like a like I said when I was about to say it's not a hose that's just like one way out. It's a full circuit where it goes back in. Uh, so the electrons will come out one side and they'll be fed back in the other side to yes. reunite with silicons, which are searching for their lost electron, right? Yeah. And then uh, it starts again. Yeah. Well, it's continuous. Yes. Yeah. Like those are slowly pushed towards the middle since they're not positively charged anymore. They're pushed out of the way. They get hit by a photon again. Yada, yada. There we go. That's some live research fuel. Yeah. And that's the important thing about asking questions. <laughs> if you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. There was actually a really good paper on this. Um, not just photovoltaic renewables, but um, uh, which I found on the place that you shouldn't go. Anna's archive. What an awful place to be. Don't go there. Wink, nudge, nudge, winky, wink. Don't go we there and say, use the second link and click download yeah. now on yeah. anything ever uh the paper was titled renewable energy resources current stages future prospects and their enabling technology by omar alban nathan abirob and freddy blamjur nope jug yes lab Yug. Sorry, put the last one. But it provides a comprehensive overview of the state of re- renewable energy, its current utilizations, scientific advancements, future prospects, and the role in enabling technologies like powering electronics and smart grids. Um, yeah, and it's, it's a really good, really good read if you want the like the science behind everything. They do an analysis, lots of graphs, lots of good information. Um, they break down kind of like some wind energy stuff, renewable growth rates. Uh, what we need to get some challenges and deployment of it, um, especially with smart grids. I uh, I know quite recently, uh, in terms of um, a bunch of energy companies are now trying to work out how to not waste energy. And it sounds like a really simple idea and completely <laughs> stupid, but there's lots of energy, like electricity, that's wasted. Because right. it'll sit in either batteries or in smart things and not used when it could be powered. Using I was about to bring grid. this up. You so, brought this up a couple of years ago once in an episode, and I think about it all the time. Like whenever yeah. I've got like a laptop that I, you know, I'm taking my laptop, I use one for work and one for home stuff, and it's just there. I'm like, ah, oh, that's got energy in that isn't being used for something else, right? Or yeah, like you batteries, paid- right? a pound to charge that up at yeah. home and then the energy because the battery's rubbish it's going to die so what companies are now doing is they're working ways that you can feed the energy back into the grid so if you've got like a um like a electric car or a it's like a one of the big batteries or like a tesla battery i can't remember what the natural name of it is but you can set it to sell energy back to the grid over a certain time like if it's a peak time and you know they need it you can sell it back and vice versa so they're looking a lot at that they're also looking at um increasing the technology they've currently got to make it easier for and more accessible for people that you know have the privilege for having an electric car to be able to charge it better to make it more commoditized and easier for other people so the bar the was it entry barriers yeah, to entry it's for more purchase? efficient right 
Well, less less efficient, but one of the barriers to entry for people to buy an electric vehicle is that how are you going to charge it? You have to pay someone to come to your house to install that, that, or you have to go to one of the very few, um, well, it used to be very few, I think there's much more now, um, garages that have the, the right sockets, especially for your car, you have to have your own. But um, I think it was last week or the week before. Um, I know uh, this was Ovo uh, had acquired a charging app called Bonnet. Right. And essentially what Bonnet is, is converting lampposts into charging points. Oh, Do you know what cool. I said? I said I ages remember ago, something about this, yeah. I said like the way they're gonna have to do it is put charging points in lampposts. Um and essentially that that's what that's what they're going for. There's been a bunch of photos but it released. Sense. But, There's so yeah, many lampposts around already hooked up to the grid. Yeah, and if you've already got like a an over account, I think you like you just pay it via your energy bill. That kind of that, like that kind of stuff. Oh, that's so cool. it's all in one to make it easy and even easier. Um yeah, it's it's we're moving in that direction. This is where everyone on the street will be trying to hog the lampposts. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be what it is. But that's what a what a great position to be in. Yeah, true. What a, what a great position to be in. Um, exactly. So another thing that I've seen a lot of uh, big organizations doing is on the pho- the photovoltaic front, um, especially. Audi started doing it a little before I think most other UK companies. But if you have a car park, uh, and especially this is in hot countries, or sunny countries, I should say, if you have a car park for your building, is you make uh, parking covers or like trolley covers, and on top of the parking covers, you just line it with solar panels. Yeah, and then you then use that to. charge your building or something along those lines sell it whatever you want to do yeah it definitely makes sense yeah i did see some people get into an argument online about parking in a electric space for electric vehicles and the guy's car was a hybrid right and he was trying to argue that because his car was a hybrid that he could park there and the guy had a full electric and needed charging and he was like you don't even charge yours. Like, like yeah, you don't need to charge it now. Like, why are you parking there? And he's like, well, you know, it's a hybrid. Some people just be assholes. Yeah, some people do be assholes. Some people just be assholes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, I guess that brings us to the, to the end then. That brings us up to the hour. Um, anything else you want to thumb in? Uh, oh, I had so much, like... Emerging technologies. Same. <laughs> we'll come back to it. And it won't take us yeah. a year and a half this time. I think the last thing I was going to say, which needs to happen, along with us doing this whole renewable, like using renewable energy, it's called the electrification. And it's essentially moving all various sectors away from like using fuel to using electricity because that's 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 the next the next bit yeah. isn't it it's all well and good of being like oh we have all this surplus electricity now from renewables like w- w- at which point do you start designing for that 
that world? Do you start that when you're at the point that you've got too much energy, or do you start that now? Um, and it's I think I think we're slowly tipping towards that now because there's there's so many like um, electric vehicles that are coming through that, that it's not just like you can't just you don't have to just go out and buy like a Prius or a Tesla now. There's like I Honda's doing them, Audi's got one. Um, even your car insurance will try and offset your fuel usage now so i do my car insurance today actually and uh the cheapest company Mm. that i could find would also offset a thousand miles of my car running oh yeah but no that means nothing no we we, we, we covered that we we covered that in an early episode about the the, what's it called go look at our uh, carbon offset schemes yeah the carbon offset Um, schemes big credit being an absolute con Yes, yes. But they're trying, I guess. They're trying. They're trying. Yeah. Well, that'll if be it all of you uh, are listening tomorrow and enjoy uh, video games, well, whilst we have been recording this, the Esports Awards 2023 is uh, is on the go. So is it? Yes, currently on. Mate, it's now. Oh. Right now. So you, you can enjoy that. Um, well, maybe no spoilers for you, uh, but yeah, they haven't announced anything yet. Okay, fair. I wonder who's going to win. I haven't watched esports much this year. The only thing I've watched is the League of Legends World Championships, and even that was just the final, just yeah. the final game. And it was a three-hour stop. Kind of, it was so. kind of yeah, it was an absolute stop. Yes. So it wasn't like a massive, massive watching. No, uh, but yeah. All right, that will bring us to the end of today's episode then thank you very much for listening don't forget to share this with your friends families co-workers literally whoever will listen will take it even your plants we heard 100% fact science study plants who listen to the information entry podcast grew 10% bigger no that's a lie but you never know <laughs> you can follow us on um, Twitter and TikTok at InfoEntryPod Instagram InformationEntryPod Spotify and iTunes Wherever you're listening to this, you can give us a rating. That'd be amazing. And we appreciate you and all your faces forever. Anything else to add there, mate? No, that's it from me. I'm going to end, end, end on a non-daunting... It's always happy when we talk about renewables. Yes, it's <laughs> always slightly depressing. I think the tone of the show definitely decreases as we get more and more depressed by <laughs> bitter. what we're saying. Oh, sorry, yes, yes. No, not older and bitter, but just the longer bitter it goes for on. the world that we've been born into and handed down and told to tend to, and now it's unsavable. I mean, what? Oh, oh, yeah. Cool. Also, Catch if, you next if week. Anyone else, <laughs> any, anybody who wants to watch anything, the, the, the COVID trials are going on in the UK at the moment. Are they? Absolute. Yeah, it's the, the, well, the investigation into it. Uh, it's, it's live streamed, so you can watch Matt Hancock squirm in real time. It's delightful. I had it on today whilst working. Is Just it on the Twitch? Best thing. Imagine the Twitch no, chat. They should put on Twitch. Imagine the Twitch chat. <laughs> Just copy pasta. Oh, dear. Deary me. Right, and no, you don't know what copy pasta is. Go and look that term up. BBC. BBC for those out there watching one, one to watch. Oh, I bet the YouTube chat's horrendous. Yeah, it's got to be on there. Yeah, All right, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, <laughs> and catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your faces. Peace out. I appreciate your ears more. Yeah. Ciao.